Hi, I'm Vic Francis, pastor of Shaw Vineyard, and I'm pleased to share with you Transmission Stories, where I get to sit down with members of our congregation and chat about how they are, in big ways and small, picking up where Paul left off in the book of Acts. It's all part of our Transmission series, where we're following the missionary journeys of Paul Sunday by Sunday and figuring out what that means for us in 2019 in our workplaces, homes, schools, and other areas of our lives. Today I'm chatting with David DeVette and Cameron Stewart, who run very different businesses but share many similar joys and stresses as they attempt to outwork their faith among clients and employees. I think you'll enjoy hearing of how, in tough times and good, that God has a wonderful way of bringing all this together. Here then are Cameron and David. So we will, uh, we are ready, <coughs> ready to go. So welcome back to our um, series of um, podcasts as we're looking at this transmission stories. And in our series at Shaw Vineyard at the moment, we're looking at uh, Paul's three missionary journeys and we're rather boldly, cheekily in a way, saying that we are picking up our own story from where Paul left off. So I'm here with David DeVette and um, Cameron Stewart, who are both business uh, men um, working in very different industries. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about how being a Christian um, affects the way they do their work and um, some of the, the great things and maybe some of the more stressful things that they do. So I'll introduce you to them first and then we'll get going with our conversation. So Cameron, tell us, what do you do and what's your business? Uh, kia ora. Uh, I own uh, Resurrection Building Solutions, which uh, I've been building 20 years, um, so straight out of school with a little part-time gig as a firefighter. Um, three years doing that but yeah I just I wanted to start my own business and have a company that was sort of based on my morals and where I sort of see myself going in the future. Okay so it's resurrection building solution so tell us about the resurrection what does that mean to you? I wanted a name that meant something to me I just there's so many different companies out there and it's a conversation starter which for my Mm. history and my story is important to me and I find it quite interesting, engaging straight away, and people ask me what it means. So it is obviously resurrection, like Jesus resurrected. So I go in and change people's houses. I change these old, rickety old things and make them beautiful, make them new. And um, yeah, it's just, a, I thought it was an exciting name. So we're sitting here in a house in Beachhaven that has just got a magnificent view of Hellyer's Creek in the Upper Harbour. And it's an old house becoming a new house, so that's the, that's literally what you what it's you're doing. What I do, so yeah, it's very rewarding, and um, yeah, the visual impact and knowing that it's now done properly and right is yeah. important to me. So. And I mentioned that because we might have skill sores or anything, or people uh, coming in and out during our conversation, so um, nobody needs worrying about that. David, you do have completely different business. What what do you do? So I'm in construction, but dental construction. Dental so construction, a, reconstruction, maybe. That's the one. I'm uh, got own and operate a dental laboratory called Oral Art, and uh, yeah, we we uh, resurrect people's smiles. So we, you make teeth. We you, make teeth to yeah. put on an implant to put on a bridge if you've got a missing gap. Uh, yeah, mainly crown and bridge and some denture work as well. How long has your business been in operation? So we're 21 years old. Wow, that's amazing. And was that soon, you're, obviously, you're from South Africa, you, you emigrated, started up a business soon after? Yeah, about a year after we landed. Okay. Um, I bought a small dental laboratory that was already existing and uh, yeah. Yeah, built it up over the years. 
And what does being a Christian in business mean to you? What are the what are the benefits of that? Well, firstly, I guess it's integrity and honesty and delivering a good service um, and making sure it's been done to the best of my ability and my team's ability. So, so that's a high priority for you, sort of when you get up in the morning, go to work, employ yeah. someone? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all about the quality of the job. I mean, we're affecting people's lives, literally, yeah. by the quality of the work we do. Yeah. Um, and giving them the confidence to smile again and the confidence right. to... Um, yeah. Yeah. So Cameron, using the rather boldly using the name resurrection, I guess integrity, honesty, sort of being straight up is a pretty important part of what you, who and what you are. Yeah, for me in the building and construction industry, there's a lot of um, hiding things and a lot of people sort of, you know, aren't honest and there's always, always little stories um, to try and disguise what's happening. So for me, it's, it is really being honest and open through the whole process, which is hard because um, you know you're dealing with lots and lots of money and um, people's emotions so yeah. um, it's me trying to, to be that sort of safe honest um, you know through tough times just having you know a soft conversation not getting angry yeah, um, yeah. and is that sort of driven to you by your faith or, or inspired by your faith or is that just the sort of guy you are anyway um, personality as well obviously yeah. who I am but um, Seeing, being in the industry for 20 years, seeing how a lot of people react and, you know, get angry and, you know, something goes, things go wrong on building sites all the time. Yeah. Um, people's houses, but you know, there's always so much sort of stuff that's behind the scenes that you can't see. So um, coming in, being honest, being calm and not getting angry with your sub trades when mistakes mm. are made, um, it just, it creates a way better work environment and it... I can sleep at night knowing that I'm trying my best. Mm. I'm being honest, I'm not trying to hide things. So. Yeah, I think, and, and you're talking, I guess you're talking two sides of the equation. You're in the middle of your client, the person you're building for, um, but you've also got, you know, lots of subbies who are coming on and doing various things. So it works both ways, I imagine. Yeah, it does, because I have to try and keep both parties happy. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, project managing both sides. I'm keeping my guys right. And, um, you know, you're trying to get quality up, cost down, keep the owners happy, timelines. So yeah. you're juggling everyone's emotions, every, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a, it is a juggle, I'm sure. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not a bad word. Yeah. David, you know, working with staff, I, I think, um, you know, how many staff do you have and, and, and how do you view your role in the lives of yeah. your staff? Well, it's a unique opportunity to sow into their lives and, um, yeah, be an example of what, Christian is mm. um, so yeah we employ about 15 people yeah um, so you got to make sure you can pay them um, yes. treat them with respect yeah. and dignity um, upskill them give yeah. them opportunities I often think with staff too yeah. you're not only dealing with the staff maybe you're often dealing with yeah. a, a partner and a family or a you know the, yeah, a unit yeah so if you're talking 15 yeah. people yeah. working for you you might have 50 people under your care in a yeah, sense it's, it's quite a responsibility it is a, a big one mm. um, yeah just to know we affect the lives of yeah. many young And you, kids. by nature of your um, business and, and skill, you're employing a lot of immigrants, aren't you? So is that, yeah. uh, is that hard or is that, is that something particularly special? Um, yeah, I mean, whenever we advertise it as a skill set, a dental technician that people immigrate to New Zealand with. Mm. Um, um, so, yeah, we've, we've had the 
privilege and pleasure of working with people from around the world. We've, mm. yeah, from South Africa, the UK, Germany, Korea, China. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're an international team. So. You've got lots of cultures, I, I suppose, lots of yeah. religious backgrounds, faith backgrounds, yeah. at least historically. Yeah, so we've had a few that um, have had a non-Christian background and have been intrigued or mm. interested in Christianity through through the, the, the image of Christianity I pre- pre- present to them. And uh, yeah, we've, we've had um, people ask about who is Jesus and we were able mm. to share, you know, Jesus movie with them or right. uh, other conversations with people that um, have read an interesting book about it, something and want to know more about Christian faith. Um, and these things happen somewhat naturally in the course of yeah. your day or your week. It's not sort of a pre-planned thing that you do. No, it's quite by organic, mm. by, by invitation, yeah, just by yeah. Being, being, being salt and light, yeah. Yeah. Cameron, you're a you're a, a direct employer of at least one, or or maybe more than one. Yeah, I've well, I've one young apprentice uh, who's you know contracted to me, but that's um, but I look after um, I have guys that come in and help me all yeah. the time, different contractors, um, yeah. subbies. So, yeah, it's as you've just heard from David, like in building, you're always sitting down having lunch or smoko mm. with guys, and that's where. I want my life to be um, sort of, you know, there for people to talk about and ask questions. And that's where I've ended up in so many conversations about what I believe in. Um, you know, people are hearing different things in media about different mm. churches and things so they can get my point of view on it, which, yeah. you know, is different to what they hear. But it's what I believe and what I've learned. Yeah. Um, so that's that's also why I think I like being in a building in a construction area where all different walks of life, you know, yeah. Guys that are got big companies and worth a lot of money, and then you've got guys who are labouring, or you know, this is their first job ever. So it's nice to be there. So we're doing these, um, we're doing these stories about Paul. Um, do you do you ever sort of feel like you're a little bit like Paul out on the mission field, or how do you how do you view that? Well, I I've been a Christian since I was little, and I um, when I first started building and things, I I did work for a Christian company, but then I. I was always a bit embarrassed or just, I, it wasn't a conversation thing. I always tried to hide it a bit and um, years went by where, you know, it, I don't know, like you, you're young, you're not sort of sure and where you're at. And now with where I'm at, it's my company, it's my name, it's what I believe in. Hmm. Um, I like the fact that I'm not ashamed to live the way I am and believe what I am. Yeah. And, um, and I think that shows and reflects on people when they're dealing with me. Yes. Um. So it, it, you know, Paul, like, it's like, yeah, I, I've gone through a journey, and it's like now let people see it through my actions, and that's right. how I believe God and, and um, you know, Jesus is. It's I'm supposed to live this way. Yeah. yeah we get things wrong and we stuff it up, but if I keep trying to do that, then it'll attract people, it'll attract friends. It'll attract clients. Yes. Mm, so. Yeah, absolutely. So it works all, all the way around. So those smoko conversations are pretty rich day by day or week oh, by week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if there's things in the media. People right. will bring it up. So yeah. then you are talking about what you believe. Yeah. And, um, so you might be having a conversation about a Christian political party being launched or a, or a, or a rugby player's tweet oh, or something like that. Yeah, every basis. week. So yeah, every, and and, yeah. and then it's you trying to... Um, Lighten the mood a little bit, and, and <laughs> yeah. basically you're you're kind of d- 
defending what you believe because no. they have a lot of people do look at it and they just they don't understand Christianity because right. they see so much negative with it. So you are Christianity at that point, aren't you? Exactly. Maybe you may be the only person they talk to about these things. Well, I'm definitely giving them a different Christian point of view, and that's what I think is important because it's for them to see that it's not just this um, thing that's in the media that they don't understand. It's getting them to see it through my life. Incredible, yeah. Mm. David, it it reminds me of a Mm. story that I know a little bit about, a guy called Grant, um, who was in our church for a while. And if I remember the story rightly, he used to work for you, fell on hard times, or you you lost contact with him, and one day he knocks on your door and says, I need to sort my life out. Uh, Is that a a reasonably accurate? But Tell me about Grant. Yeah, no, that was an amazing story. So Grant grew up on the other side of the tracks, and um, um, but came to faith... Later on in life, probably in his late fifties, yes, something like that. Um, through his praying daughter, um, um, had been res- um, put together again with his daughter that he'd lost contact with from birth, I think, or very young. Um, so a dramatic conversion story of a uh, a, a guy yeah. that's found faith and found Jesus. Um, and yeah, in the minute he came back to New Zealand, he said, uh, "I need to find a church. I need to find." like-minded people I can hang out with and he mm. I was the only person he knew only Christian he knew so he so gave only me a Christian phone he knew. Yeah. through work through yeah, work yeah. he had worked for you that's right you'd lost contact with him yeah and, so and he 10 years later 10 years later okay yeah, yeah. So that was a great thing that we pick him up and invite him to church and join in with home group and just the the, all the benefits the church offers, yeah, just and gave him a new family. He was a guy from the wrong side of the tracks, but he found, I don't know, new life, new, new Yeah, just one of those real dramatic stories that, you know, we wish we could see more of. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lovely, so. yeah. He, everybody embraced him. He was a very um, easy-to-love type of guy. Right. Um, yeah, wore his heart on his sleeve and uh, loved deeply and, yeah, was honest and, uh, yeah, yeah. and dramatically changed by it. Dramatically changed, Sad, yeah. sadly missed, you know, yeah. um, for, for those of us who knew him, obviously, because he died of cancer, I think, in his early yeah. 60s. Um, but a but a dramatic story. A dramatic story, yeah, for yeah. all So that. you never know how your testimony plays out in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, that's a, that's a sort of a headline sort of story, but there are dozens of others, I imagine, if you've got 15 yeah. staff now who, you know, maybe you don't have the closing of the deal story, but yeah. maybe you would have a sense of satisfaction yeah. of an influence in somebody's life. Yeah, it's, it, I think a wise pastor once told me, people won't remember what you, what, what you told them, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Well, that, that, that was a pretty <laughs> smart thing for somebody to say, wasn't it? I wonder who that might have been. <laughs> yeah, this is great uh, church to go to on Sunday morning for Shaw Vineyards. <laughs> um, I mean, the story like Peter, I was a fairly youngish guy, maybe late twenties, early thirties, and was unhappy in his his vocation as a dental technician. Felt that it didn't quite fit for him, and mm. I was able to send him along and do some aptitude tests, and right. he ended up um, becoming an architect. So wow! So he and was just stuck happily, in the, we presume he yeah, sort of was in the wrong yeah, field. And wrong then... field. We could help him on his journey and. Um, help him exit dental technology and become an architect so oh that's fantastic so if you're out there peter hi yeah glad we could help you on your journey <laughs> you might just listen to us you so know, yeah it's you just not faith know. but it's helping people with their lives it's mm. there's all kinds of stuff going on from you know mm. 
So I imagine you guys, you know, at least at some level you're prayerful. You would hope that God would be blessing your business and yeah. no doubt you would say that he has. But I know, David, for you, in 20 years there'll be times where it hasn't been like the bank account's fallen and the, you know, um, the orders are coming through and their, and their yeah. numbers and stuff that you will have been through tough economic times and hopefully good economic times as well. So yeah. tell us about the tough times and how you negotiate those. Yeah, I think... I mean, having faith is amazing in the tough times. Um, mm. uh, with the global financial crisis of '08, you right. did have to re restructure and, and lay off two staff members, and that was right. probably the, the darkest night of, yeah. the, of the business so far. Yes. But doing it prayerfully and thoughtfully, and um, yeah. I think doing it with heart. Rather with than heart. So going back to that integrity, honesty thing, I yeah. think that we talked about at the beginning. So you. You, you go into those with the same yeah. sort of heart that you do with the more, I don't know, more yeah. prosperous, more positive stories along the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. dealing with people and then things that go in people's mouths. So yes. whether you've, it's like building a wall, I've built a bridge and go, this yeah. isn't going to last 20 years. Yeah. We actually have to go back and make it out of a different material. And it's, right. it's the honesty to phone up the client and go, yeah. I've got this ready to go, but I don't think it's going to last. Yes. Of, you know. Yeah, we have to start again. So it's that kind of integrity, which mm. I guess comes from our faith. Yeah. How about you, Cameron? How does faith kind of connect with you when, you know, when the the the, the building projects behind behind schedule? You know, somebody's somebody hasn't turned up with what you need. You're having to talk to the client about. You know, it's going to be another month, and I know it's already been another month or something. And how does that hold together? Ah, uh, I just yeah, I believe. <laughs> um, if you're always trying to do it in an honest way and you you know things change and um, the reason I'm doing this is to impact people's lives and see change and I've been lucky like yes I have those times I find hard because mm -hmm. I find tough conversations hard um, but I do have support around me that you know that understand that and can guide me but also I also have aspirations to do things that are not there to make money there. You know, I've been to Nepal doing mission, well, building work which flows on to helping people in a practical way with my skills that can really change their lives. Yeah, yeah. So this, I mean, yeah, the, it's never easy those times when you're having to have those conversations, but if you're doing it knowing that you're not, you're not telling stories, you're just trying to be honest and, mm. and do it in a soft way, then I think it's it's mm. okay. We all, you know, get through them. And mm. Tell us more about Nepal. You went there, I think, after the earthquake. Um, yeah. yeah. What were you doing? I went there before the earthquake to teach the Nepalese how to build with local products. We okay. did earthbag building. Yeah. So we went over and showed them how to build roofs and cut roofs, um, how to use string lines and... Uh. And our building withstood the earthquake that oh, they had yes. up there. I think it was 2015, I think it was. Right. And um, so we went back three months later and our building was one of the only ones that hadn't been affected. It was That's obviously amazing. a bit shaken. Yep. So that sort of thing I have always got now that I want to take my team and do some work. And mm. guys I work with aren't Christians, which mm. has no difference in what we do because yep. it's the, the moral thing. It's what we want to give to people. Um, mm. and teach them and give them life skills 
And also, I want to do this in our own backyard. I want to do it on, mm. you know, North Shore with needy people going and... Yeah, so you have a bit of an idea that it'd be great to be able to offer your, your building services. skills or whatever and without charge or, or at a lesser charge so that people yeah. can see things happen that they couldn't otherwise. Oh, just people get loved on where, yeah, they, yeah. they don't have to pay. People, a lot of people can't afford... Builders are expensive. Yes. Well, I'm a, I know, I'm a builder yeah. and yeah. the products, everything's expensive. Yeah. So to be able to just offer those things for a bit of love, going for a couple of days or a week's work at someone's house, where they would never, ever get change. Mm. To be able to do that would be pretty rewarding for everyone. I guess that's, uh, that is a question that perhaps a, a Christian business person would have over and above someone else, is that, that at the end of the day, you're not in it just for money. You've got, clearly got to feed your family. You've clearly got to be profitable. But there are other motivations beyond just, you know, if I can make my million dollars or something. Oh, for, for me, that's it. I just want to work with people that I get on with. Yeah. I, I want to make my money that I can survive and, yeah. feed, you know, feed my yeah. family, but yeah, I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. I'm in it for the lifestyle choice, the being able to go help my kids go to their cross-country yeah. um, so I can have that flexibility. Yeah. And also work with people that I enjoy working with. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. David, I think maybe the same, just in terms of the, the higher motivation for even being in business. Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, you're providing for your family, yeah. and it does give you a bit of flexibility. Being the boss, you can... Uh, yeah. But by the amount of days I've got stored up on leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Do you get paid leave as the boss? No. <laughs> no. no, you don't. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just that flexibility to, to, to do stuff... Fathers, yeah, that yeah. you're able to do along the way. Yeah, well, it's um, it's fantastic talking to you guys. So we've been talking to Cameron Stewart, who's Resurrection Building Solutions, uh, and David Devet, who's Oral Art. Um, very different businesses. You know, the only kind of um, crossover we can do is sort of fixing fixing things, fixing <laughs> teeth, fixing buildings. Um, and yet many of the same um, uh, issues perhaps mm. they face, but many of the joys as well of being able to provide in some sort mm. of way. Um, sort of this whole idea of picking up your own story where Paul left off, um, uh, of, of transmitting the things that God has given us mm. um, to be able to, to do those, be it in a building site, be it in a dental lab, be it in a church on a Sunday, be it in the, in the beach with friends or... Um, away for the weekend and so um, thank you so much for your time today Cameron, David and um, for inspiring us um, hopefully to go out and do likewise so God bless Cool Thanks for listening to today's Shaw Vineyard Transmission Story I hope you've enjoyed hearing Cameron and David share their hearts and lives If you'd like to join us for the next of the Transmission series, we'd love to see you at one of our services this Sunday, 10am or 5pm at 252 Forest Hill Road on the North Shore. And we'll be posting another Transmission story right here next Thursday, so please tune in again. For more about our church, you'll find pretty much everything you need to know on svc.org.nz. Till next time then, God bless.